Good morning. Ah, I'm so glad that you have joined us for worship today. We all know that we're not in the same room, and we haven't been for several weeks. But you know, God is in our rooms. He is wherever we are, and he's joining our spirits together with his spirit so that we can worship together even across the distance. So uh, really delighted that you have chosen to spend this time with us uh, together today. I want to share with you the big idea of today's message, and it's this. Jesus voluntarily laid down his life for us. The gospel demonstrates that God spared nothing to reconcile us to himself. I want to remind you today that Jesus sees you right where you are. That's going to be a big theme uh, for today's message. Now, what do we do with that? What is the application, the action point uh, for this week? What do we do between Palm Sunday and Easter morning? Here's my idea. Let's use this time to be vulnerable with Jesus. And let him come into the deepest places of your heart. And when you do that, I know he's going to give you peace this week. I want to read with you a scripture that's probably pretty familiar for some of us. Uh, I mentioned last night that this is the first time, not just in years, but in decades, that I have not been uh, in a church full of people on a Palm Sunday. Uh, So this is unusual. It's a unique experience for all of us. But the scripture's still just as true, and his spirit is still just as real. So I hope you've got a Bible and maybe a notepad and a pen, and you'd really be able to focus on this time and see what God's going to teach us today. Let's read the scripture. It's out of John chapter 12, beginning at verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of kings! And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things that had been written about him and had done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that so was because they had heard he had done this particular sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you're gaining nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. You know, at the heart of Palm Sunday is Jesus' desire to bring genuine peace into our lives. And to be willing to carry whatever burdens that you're carrying. And all that's weighing you down. He knows this is an anxious time for many of us. And the only way that Jesus can complete his desire to bring that peace uh, for us in, in the way that he longs to. Is for us to allow him to really come in. And to love us without him having to struggle and to fight us and 
to do a battle with us all along the way. I don't know if you've ever had that thought consciously, you know, where you think, God, I, I want you in my life. I want you in my heart, at least mostly. <laughs> I don't know if I want you in every place. And so we consciously or unconsciously, intentionally or unintentionally, we hold back these secret areas or these dark places or or these these moments and, and places in us where we want to continue to have access and we want that for ourselves. And God says, no, it's when you open up those places um, and allow me there that you're going to have peace. You know, why not come to that place uh, where you're ready to surrender to him uh, all of your heart? You know, what I've discovered in my personal life and what a lot of people I know are figuring out is that when Jesus is not welcome in our lives like that, where the battle is real, uh, then that's where struggles begin to take place in us. And all these contradictions happen. You know, we're doing all kinds of things, uh, hoping to find some kind of peace. And God is saying to us, until you get your attitude and your heart together in surrender right there, right here, you're not going to have the peace that you're really longing for and that you really seek. You know, Jesus came into Jerusalem absolutely aware of the fact that the religious leaders were out to get him. But instead of sneaking in, you know, by the cover of darkness, uh, he rides in triumphantly in an obvious manner uh, that is is just going to bound to reveal him as the Messiah. You know, he comes into our lives in a similar way. He's not going to sneak up on you. He's not going to manipulate you. He's going to always be very upfront with his promises and what he offers, as well as the expectations that he has for us to abandon ourselves and allow him to come in and to fill us. You know, in times of war, conquerors would ride in uh, in a big fancy chariot or this magnificent war horse and that would proclaim their strength and their power and just their domination. But in times of peace, the king would ride in uh, on a colt and that would symbolize that peace prevailed, that he wasn't there to pick a fight or to to try to rule over people with an iron fist. He's not there to do battle. And I think Jesus is saying the same thing to us today. He's not coming into your life to fight you. He doesn't want to struggle. For Jesus to ride into Jerusalem on a colt was to declare that he is a king and he's proclaiming peace, peace. You know, one of the most personal and intimate questions, perhaps, on a Palm Sunday uh, in this story is, how will I respond when Jesus comes riding humbly into my life? Will I recognize 
that this is the time of God's coming to me? And will I embrace that? Will I welcome God's personal invitation to be not just a part of my life, but to be my life, to wrap himself around me from the inside out? Folks, I think it's very seldom, if ever, in our life that we have felt more out of control uh, than we're feeling during these days. And I know it affects all of us differently. But we all like control, don't we? God, it seems, loves vulnerability. And maybe that's not intuitive for you to release your control on the events and circumstances around you as well as even um, for yourself in, in your life. You know, if we don't allow him to touch and to unite, you know, that vulnerable place within us and, and, and give him that access, I have a feeling we're going to spend all of our days doing exactly what we've already done. And it's just going to unfold in the way that we would normally live, which is typically projecting and pretending that we're invincible, that we're invulnerable on the outside. And all the time, on the inside, so insecure, so uncertain, and judging others for their weaknesses, because that helps us to compensate. You know what? That's never God's intention for you. And, and you do not have to live one single day more in that way. You can have this peace that he's promised us. You know, I read this passage this week and I thought, if Jesus could see that a donkey was waiting for him in the next town and he wasn't anxious, he wasn't bothered, you know, by if that was going to be ready or not, he could see that, then he certainly knows the road uh, that's laid out for you. He sees ahead. You may not know how that medical test, you know, is going to turn out, but Jesus does. You may not know whether or not there are going to be any decent jobs uh, when you finish your education. I know some of you are in a position with your business and your company where you're having to do things differently, and maybe that earning potential is, has been threatened or diminished, and you think, I don't know what's going to happen and where, how that's going to work. Jesus already has in mind the plans to provide for you. He's got you. Some of you have been hit financially by this. He knows. You may not know how your broken heart is ever going to be healed again. He knows. Understanding that Jesus knows all those things and so much more, you know, has given me so much confidence and vulnerability to allow him to fill me the way he can fill you with his spirit. Just follow him. He saw this crisis coming. And he sees every detail about your personal life. And he cares. You know, these people cried, Hosanna, Hosanna. 
And that's a difficult word for us to figure out because it's actually a transliteration. It's gone from the Hebrew to the Greek into English, which is our language. And for some of you listening to this, you're going to translate it yet into another language maybe. Uh, but it, it's, it's an interesting word. It actually comes from Psalm 118, verse 25 and 26. That psalm says this, Save us, we pray, O Lord. Then it goes on to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna means, literally, as best we can understand it, it's kind of choppy and brief, but it says, Save now, please. You know, how much simpler could a prayer be? There are times I have prayed and prayed and burned up a lot of words. And then there are times that all I have in me is just to pray the simplest, most basic prayers. There have been times when I didn't know what to pray and I would just say, Jesus, Jesus. And I would just call out his name. You know, even this prayer, save now, please. God understands, and he sees your heart behind that. So even though the people may not have fully grasped that day, and I don't think most of them did or understood what was happening when they were asking for Jesus to come and to save, that is exactly what he came to do. And that's what he wants to do for you and for me. It's not just for the people who were lined up that day on both sides to watch him as he rode into town. Uh, It's for you. It's for me. It's for us. Right in the midst of everything that's going on in your life right now, Jesus is coming to you. The gospel promises an eternity that has already begun in us. This is not for just when you die. Although some of these promises are going to be realized and initiated after that. Things that speak of the Lord's favor in such beautiful ways like no more tears, no more debts, no more deaths, no more viruses, no more sickness or guilt or sin or sorrow. All of that is healed. He brings peace in an extraordinary way. I have walked through some difficult times and down some hard roads. And I know many of you have too. And I have experienced this good news of how contradictory it is. Even though everything around me may feel like it's falling apart. That I have a peace. I have a peace that I can't even wrap my mind around or understand. But it's there. In order to be the image bearers that you were designed to be, that we were made to be, Jesus said we must be born again. We have to have a fresh start, a new beginning. We need to see, to understand how our old sin patterns and the sins of other people that have landed on us have affected us in deep ways, in devastating ways. We need to know who the real enemy is. People are not your enemy. Sin is our enemy. Jesus 
died on the cross and defeated your enemy there once and for all. I thought this week of the fact that we will never know, at least not on this side of heaven, what terrible struggles must have taken place in the spiritual world between, you know, Palm Sunday and Easter morning. We'll never know the struggles that we face. That we we don't know. We can't see the ongoing battles that other people are enduring and living through this week. And some of you will keep those very quiet and very private. Uh, And others don't know your struggle just as you don't know theirs. But I want you to know and be assured and just affirm today that he knows and he really cares. He longs to ride into your life with peace and with healing and with joy. So this week, between Palm Sunday and Easter morning, don't just look at Jesus from a distance with, with sentiment or with flattery or with just a nod of respect. That's what the crowd did who came probably mostly out of curiosity, some because they had seen him work before. And don't come like those blind religious leaders who are so full of themselves that all they could do was to judge and to critique Jesus out of their own pride. Allow Jesus to come in to your life this week, into your heart, uh, in a way where he sees your vulnerability. He sees your openness. He'll give you peace. He's not going to fight you for that. He's not going to do battle. You're safe. But if you're vulnerable, I promise you, he will give you peace this week. God bless you. I want you to know that if you're at least in Calvary's database, you have been prayed for by name this past week. And you will be again this next week. And on and on. We love you. We care about you. You're always in our thoughts. I hope this is an amazing, beautiful, wonderful week for you.